Welcome to the Montana Real Estate Podcast, where we will pull back the curtain and answer all of your Montana real estate questions. Buying and selling real estate in Montana can be challenging, and local knowledge is the key. We will explore the different areas of the state and educate you on issues that play a role in Montana real estate transactions. This podcast is hosted by Will Friedner, who is a broker with Glacier Sotheby's International Realty in Whitefish, Montana. Now, here is Will with today's episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Montana Real Estate Podcast. This is your host, Will Friedner, and I'd like to thank all of you for tuning in this week. And if you listened last week, I was talking about how we switch platforms for the podcast. And so while I was doing that, it forced me to go back through every episode uh, back to the beginning. And when I did that, I noticed that one of the most downloaded episodes of all 68 episodes was an episode we did about first-time home buyers way back in March of 2018. And you can go back and re-listen to that if you want, but I thought I'd give an updated version and any thoughts that may have changed since then. So let's get into it. The first thing that you should do if this is the year you're going to buy your first house is talk to a lender. That's the key to the the beginning of your search. I know you're tempted to get on Zillow and get online and start looking and that's fine. But when you become serious about buying, you need to go talk to a lender. I would start with the bank that you currently bank at. I pretty much every bank will the, does mortgages, so go in and talk to those people first. They know your credit history. They they've been dealing with you for a while, I would assume, so they would be the best place to start and they can point you in the right direction and give you information. The one thing about that is not every bank offers the same type of loan. So don't only talk to your bank. That's just where you should start. The next place I would talk to are the local mortgage companies. There's plenty of those around the valley, around the state. So I would talk to them next. And lastly, I would deal with the national lenders like the Rocket Loans and Quicken Loans. And the reason I say that is because I've had a couple deals myself, and in our office we've had a bunch of deals fall apart because of these national companies, and they offer all kinds of great interest rates and great everything, but when it comes down to it, the deal never ends up closing because something happens at their end, and they're out on the East Coast somewhere or down in Dallas, wherever they are, but they're not local and they don't know a lot of the rules here. And there's a lot of different rules here in Montana that these national companies don't understand. And and what'll happen is they'll approve you for a loan, they'll look at your credit, and then you'll go ahead and pick out a house, do everything you need to do on it. And then if it's the HOA, or I had a deal up on Whitefish Mountain Resort fall apart because there was some different HOA rules up there that this national company would not go for, they wouldn't agree to, and so they, they wouldn't do the loan. And this was after three and a half weeks of going through the process, and then the deal fell apart at the very end, strictly because of this national lending company. So it wouldn't hurt to check with them, but just beware, because this happens more often than not, where a deal will fall apart because of them. So your best bet is either the bank you're working with now, or one of the local mortgage companies, and they'll give you the type of loan you want, and hopefully a a good rate. And with each of them, have them explain all the different types of loans to you. There's too many to go over in this episode, um, and they all depend on your credit score, and they depend on how much you're going to put down as a down payment 
And there's all kinds of different variables that go into this. So ask the bank, ask the mortgage companies all these questions. Uh, And if you don't have a a lender, um, you're not really working with closely with a local bank, I can refer you to some good good lenders if you'd like. So once you get past all that, uh, the next very crucial thing is to find a good agent. And I've done a couple different episodes on that. And you guys know my opinion on, on different agents and how they can hurt you. But Again, I know most of you will be looking at new houses online before you find an agent, and you'll be on Zillow, and that's fine, but a couple things you need to remember about Zillow. Zillow is a media company. They're not a real estate company. They All they're doing, they have a great website that makes it's very easy to use, and that's why you're using it. But what they do is when you click on a house and ask for more information, they'll sell that lead to one of the agents that you see on the right side of the screen there. Those agents are paying money to be on the screen and to be advertised as the local expert. And what you need to keep in mind is if you have a specific question about that particular property, more than likely that agent hasn't even been out to it. So when an agent does call you back, if you decide to go that route, just keep that in mind and ask them if they've ever been to the house. Another big thing to keep in mind when you're choosing an agent is you really want one that has some experience and ask them that right out of the gate. And if they don't, make sure someone's helping them. Because when you find a house and you get to the point of putting in an offer on it and the and your offer is accepted, let's say, you're going to have to pay for a building ins- or a home inspection. And that's probably around $400. And then if, you're, if you have a loan or you're getting a loan, which 99% of first-time home buyers are not paying cash. So when you're getting a loan you're going to have to pay for an appraisal. Whether you back out of the deal or not, once they do the appraisal, that's your bill. And appraisals are as much as $800 or more if it's a bigger house. So here's what can happen if you have an inexperienced agent. Let's say you're using one of the government-type loans, whether it's an RD loan or a VA loan or FHA. If your agent doesn't understand how those work, he could go ahead and let you put in an offer on a house that is never going to finance with one of those types of loans. So it's going to end up costing you $1,200 after you do the home inspection and then do the appraisal where they'll say, for example, the roof needs to be replaced. Well, if the agent doesn't know that that's going to be a problem with that type of loan, now you've paid for the inspection and the appraisal, you're out $1,200. And if the homeowner doesn't agree to fix the roof before closing then the deal's done. You're you're walking away and you're out $1,200 because you had an agent that didn't understand how everything works. So my main point is make sure you have someone with experience, especially if you're buying your first house, because it can end up costing you quite a bit of money if someone points you in the wrong direction and, and doesn't understand how all these things work. And there are tons of rules and a lot of little things that come up with these government loans that people without experience aren't going to know this. So just keep that in mind. The other thing you want to think about when you're buying a house is the resale value. Nowadays, I think I just saw the stat, people hold on to their house for an average of six years. So more than likely, you're going to be moving within six years, Uh, whether it's because of a job or you outgrow the house, whatever the reason may be, 
So keep that in mind and think about what it's going to be like for you to sell it. If it's been on the market for a long time, but you just happen to come by and like it, keep that in mind because when you go to sell it, you're going to have to find the perfect buyer just like they did with you. The last thing you want to do when you're selling your house is just have to sit on it for a long time or end up losing money because you have to lower the price so much for it to sell. And again, there's a million different reasons as to why a house won't have good resale value. It could be the location, could be the floor plan. There's all kinds of all kinds of things you need to keep in keep in mind, but a good agent will help you out with that as well. The other big thought you should keep in mind is Back when you're talking to your lender, they're going to tell you what amount you qualify for. And a lot of times you'll qualify for way more than you probably want to. Really break down the numbers and do the math because the last thing you want is to be house poor. There's, or there's nothing less fun than having to sit at home every weekend and look at one another because you can't afford to go out and go to a movie or go out to dinner because you, you have to save your money for the mortgage payment every month. So keep that in mind. And there are numerous other things to think about, and I'd be more than happy to help anybody out individually if you want to message me. Our contact information is at the end of the show. But those are the big things I wanted to go over, and I wanted to keep it short and to the point. So I hope that helps. And if you listen last week, I talked about here in the year 2020, we're going to change the show up a little bit, and we're going to give you some home ideas or tools or gadgets for your house that I think are pretty cool and that might work for you. So this week, I would like to tell you about the Amazon Smart Plug and all it is is just a plug-in. That it just looks like a little square plug-in you plug into a regular outlet. But the cool thing about it is it can be controlled by an Amazon Alexa, which if you don't have one of those, I can talk about that on a different week. But they're, I think they're $39. They're not much at all. And with that, it can communicate to these plug-ins. And so you put one in each outlet in your living room or in your bedroom or kitchen, wherever you want it, and you can link it up to the to the Alexa and you can control your whole house by voice. You can have it turn on lights, turn off lights, turn on your coffee maker, whatever you decide to have it do. The other thing that's really handy is it also allows you to download an app on your phone, kind of like the thermostat that I talked about last week, and you can set up schedules and you can control the outlets from your friend's house or downtown or wherever you're at. You can turn lights on or off, turn on your coffee maker if you want coffee when you get home, whatever, whatever, however you have it set up, uh, you can set up everything on your app and you can set up routines on your app. So every morning at seven o'clock, it kicks on the lights in the kitchen, it kicks on the coffee machine, whatever you want it to do. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing. I will put the link for it at the end of the show notes at the end. And with that, I hope everyone tunes in next week and thank you for listening. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That concludes another episode of the Montana Real Estate Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and will join us again next week for another episode. If you have any questions or if you'd like to know more about this episode, please feel free to contact us at Montana Real Estate Podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at MontanaLifeRealty.com. If you would like to call us, our number is 406-249-1735. Thank you for listening and we will see you next week.